I don't know why it took me so long to figure out the hole that my microphone gets plugged into. Or no, headphones. Anyway, hi. Don't. I won't tell your husband you said that. (laughs) Wrong hole. It's the wrong hole. Oh, my God. How many times do we have to go through this? Why is it taking you so long to find it? (laughs) Nope, not there. I went to the gynecologist today, so that's the most action I've seen in, like, almost a year. So... I got my big action day coming up in uh, in a month, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, by the time this drops, it'll be a few weeks away. A new OBGYN. Me Ooh. too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Do you, you go to a female? Fuck yeah. I know. So I was always like, who would ever go to a male OBGYN? <sighs> and I, uh, one of my best friends from childhood is an OBGYN. And I said that to her. I was like, because we, we Zoom quite often, my my New York childhood friends. Mm-hmm. And like, poor thing, just because she's a fucking doctor, any chance I get, I'm like, okay, so tell me, is this normal? And okay, she's <laughs> like, that's not my field. I don't, yeah. I'm like, okay, so I just got my blood work back and my lab said that this is elevated. And like, what is that? She's like, I'll have to look it up. I don't know. <laughs> but I did ask, I was like, why do men want to become gynecologists? And she's, I can't wait to hear this. I literally had this conversation with my friend Anna like last week we literally had this exact conversation so I want to hear what she had to say she said because she goes oh easy women take so much better care of themselves than men so (gasps) to specialize in women's health is a fuck ton easier wow (laughs) than taking care of of men's health can I just say that that literally not that directly but that tracks exactly what we were saying we were like really it's like you kind of fail out it, you're like it's kind of like well I don't really want to do these things I don't really huh okay I'll just do this because there's got to be somewhere someone who does have a male doctor preference yeah and so then you're high demand right and because right. there's only like a couple of you right right so yeah yeah I had one once he it was when I um had Obamacare as my insurance and mm-hmm. it was wonderful oh the best fucking the best maybe it was called covered California then or whatever but it was Obamacare oh, that's di- that's different oh but then yeah, I had yeah. Obamacare either way I loved it but they assigned me my doctors and um I didn't get a choice I could submit for a change but they did assign HMO. me HMO mm-hmm. I got a male I had never had an HMO I was yeah. very privileged and I have an HMO now but I get to change if I want so yes and I I did but it took a while because it had to go mm-hmm. through this whole system and but they did give me a male OBGYN right at the exact time my ovaries decided to develop big old oh. cysts and one of them burst and I had fibroids I've always had a clean bill of of lady health and mm-hmm. gynecological health and finally something fucking erupts and happens and I get a fucking dude <sighs> oh my god what are the odds what, what are, are the, odds? the odds you guys get your annual checkup 
if you have a vagina. It was free. It was free. Which you got to do it. Your woman's wellness Mm -hmm. because of Obamacare is covered. So like as long as you're not doing other things. But today I talked. I'm so happy. I won't go into too much of it. But I did talk to the lady for a very long time because was a new patient. Also, she took the appointment. Like they took me in there and. She was like, okay, just sit in the chair. Like, don't change into the weird cape thing. Because the doctor likes to talk to you first for a little while. And it was so nice to be sitting there, like, fully clothed, having a genuine conversation with somebody before I had to change into the the Nike thing. Yes, because, like, when it's, oh, oh my God, I've never experienced that. That's amazing. What a much better atmosphere to have a conversation about your health instead of when your feet are in the stirrups and Uh you're undressed from the waist down and and there's freezing a cold yeah seriously I always keep my socks on because it's Mm. so uncomfortable yep um so this podcast is nothing about women's health (laughs) and nothing about our lady parts it's all about ghosts that's (laughs) right you tell banshees and booze a paranormal podcast with a shot of liquid courage but we could talk about whatever the fuck we want because it's our podcast Ah, fuck yeah no rules (laughs) no rules just right out back psych house (laughs) your australian accent the evolution that it has taken from when we started this podcast to today, I'm just so fucking proud of you. Like, I just want to take a moment. I just want to take you. a moment Thank to you. call that out. But that's the only time I can bust out my Australian accent. Only if we're saying no rules, just right. Or Foster's <laughs> Australian for beer. No, I can't do it because I'm like, <laughs> you got in your head about it. You got in your head about I it. I did. I did. I got well, in my head and my mouth started to foam. <laughs> you know, we can get we can get our heads right out of this uh, with alcohol. I forgot forgot that I should probably say what the theme oh is. shit yeah go you go for that you know it's a 50 states of ghosts week up in here Woo-woo! and uh what did I pull out of the old uh <laughs> stale beer smelling <laughs> oh. thing it was Virginia, Virginia. That's right, that's which right, sounds that's like right. vagina and that's why we opened with a little dialogue about v- vaginal health oh my god guys we're just working guys. on such a high level of comedy god. here jeez god even we don't know it Virginia <laughs> vagina get it together figure it out Oh, God, it's exhausting being us. Gosh, um, feels good to just get that off our chests. Well, God almighty. my So my drink, I, I got, oh, I got some stuff going on. So my drink is not necessarily exactly tailored to my research. Rather, um, I have a lot of uh, revolutionary war talk in mind. Ooh, of course. And when you're talking Revolutionary War, what are you going to do? You got to drink a Sam Adams. You know you got to drink a Sam Adams. But we are still recording on Texas Independence Day, so I put it in a Shiner glass. Look so. at you. You're on brand on multiple brands, Tammy. And then and then not to not to do I have a bonus drink in the middle of my research. Wow. We, we will discuss later. Oh my god. So uh, I'm so excited. I miss when uh, we used to make the same drinks for each other and we could drink yeah. them together. I miss I that. miss trying to poison you <laughs> and putting cat hair in all your drinks. <laughs> I'm sure I still have cat hair on my microphone. I'm sure yeah. I do. Um that is so great. Well, I'll tell you my drink. Um uh it's sort of on 
brand with my my thing. So I did a haunted hotel in Virginia Beach called the Cavalier Hotel. So I decided um, to look up their cocktail menu because within my research, there is a cat that's a ghost at the hotel. And yes, and there is a drink on the menu called Ghost Cat in honor of the cat, Tammy. Stop it. I know. I know. So naturally, I was like, I'm going to make the ghost cat. Well, I didn't because I don't have any of these ingredients, but I'm going to read it to you and then tell you what I did. Um, So the ghost cat is $12 and it is, (laughs) (laughs) it's bourbon, cream, black walnut bitters, vanilla syrup, and nutmeg. Oh, I think that sounds yummy. Sounds like a very Christmassy kind of cocktail to me. Yes, it does. And I was thinking I would do bourbon, oat milk, regular bitters, pour a little nutmeg powder in there and some vanilla bean extract that I use for baking. And then I was like, Amy, that just sounds not great. I I don't know. I was like, did you do this? Did you try it? I did not, Tammy. I did not. Because you know what else? They also had a section of their menu with classic cocktails. And that included a Moscow mule. So to honor Ghost Cat, I did, I put this in my Moscow mule cup that says Cat Mom. (gasps) And it has a little cat engraved. And I'll just call it the Meowsko mule. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Oh, well, cheers to that. Cheers. Oh, my God. Oh, beer. I'm so happy. Uh, Oh, ginger beer. Also Mm. so happy. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, so who should go first for Virginia? I think I went first last time, so you can go first. Okay. Yeah. So I knew with Virginia, there'd be like so much war shit you know oh, like so much war shit. so much war shit horse shit war shit uh so I was like I'm gonna try and go a little outside the box and I went mm-hmm. to Virginia Beach um mm. because Virginia is for lovers Tammy I don't know if you've Virginia ever seen this for lovers I think Virginia Beach is for flashing your tits right definitely it? it's like a spring break location yeah. it's I for feel like. dirty lovers mm. lovers of it's for fuck boobies <laughs> We fucking not loving. Virginia, Virginia is for fucker. Fuckers. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't think they'd put that on a shirt. Is that but... too scandalous to be the title, the episode title? <laughs> yeah, we don't want we don't want people to hate us from Virginia already. I was saying that with love, my <gasps> friends. I love fucking. <laughs> As I mentioned earlier, I went to the gynecologist today. So, and that's what you told her. You were like, yeah. "Love fucking, love, love Virginia." Fucking. <laughs> she was like, "Ma'am, please stop talking while my fingers are inside of you." She's like, "You had the opportunity to talk when your clothes were on. That was talking time. This is my time." <laughs> we talked about our cats. This is all coming full circle. It is. So. It is. It is. Oh, that's great that you did. Um, Okay, so I did the Cavalier Hotel in Virginia Beach. Um, My sources were from Wikipedia, Mm. uh, Mm visitvirginiabeach.com, and a local news station in Virginia called 13newnow.com. 
I had to write that up phonetically because if I just had it as a website, I'd be like, what does that say? <laughs> uh, so, um, okay, so just a quick history from Wikipedia about the Cavalier mm-hmm. Hotel. Um, it's on Atlantic Avenue in Virginia Beach in Virginia. Um, so it overlooks the Atlantic Ocean. It's uh, seven stories and it's fucking gorgeous. And it was uh, completed in 1927. So fairly Ooh. new for Virginia. I feel like Virginia sure. is like so fucking old. Yeah. Um, most of the hotel rooms feature views of the Atlantic. Um, and back in the 20s, they all had private bathrooms. So that was a big oh, deal. La, la. And in the 20s, it had dining facilities and, and shopping uh, stores to shop in mm-hmm. and swimming pools. Tammy, this place was the Titanic of, of hotels. Oh. And then it attracted such guests as Oh my gosh. F. Scott Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. Did yeah. I say that correctly? As, yeah. Uh, and Zelda, I think that was his wife, Fitzgerald. Yes. Bob Hope, Elizabeth Taylor, Judy Garland, Doris. I was gonna Day. say Clark Gable. Is Clark Gable on there? Probably. For some reason I'm getting big Clark Gable. Vibes. I bet he was there, Tammy. You know, they skipped his name, but I bet he yeah, was there. Absolutely. It's like it's like listening to Madonna sing Vogue. It's like uh Dietrich and DiMaggio, uh-huh. Marlon Brando, Jimmy D- They were all there. They Doris were all Day. There. Betty Davis, Muhammad mm-hmm. Ali, and President Harry Trumer and Jim Trumer? <laughs> Harry Truman. Virginia is for Trumers. <laughs> I blended Truman and Carter into Trumer. Uh, yeah. And Herbert Hoover and and Eisenhower and Kennedy and all them guys. They they were wow. on there. Yeah. Um and they opened up their own beach club on the oceanfront at the bottom of the Cavalier Hotel. And it drew in big dance, like big bands, you know, for dancing, mm-hmm. like Benny Goodman and Cab Calloway and Glenn Miller and, and Frank Damn. Sinatra and <sighs> Ella Fitzgerald performed at the beach club. Like, I want to go there, but only then. I want to go to, I want to go then. <laughs> same. Because I, yeah. of course, went to the hotel website and now it's owned by like the Marriott brand. Of course I it mean, is. yeah, it's still super luxurious but it's owned by a massive corporate I think it's Marriott now so yeah I want to go back like then dancing under the stars at the ocean to big bands oh my god with like Frankie singing it forget it forget Mm. about it I'm dead oh my god it sounds amazing (laughs) um Virginia I could just hear Frankie on the microphone being like Virginia is for fucking to photo po photo. Fuck you, Virginia. I love you. And they're just like, we love you. Um, okay, so with such an intricate history, mm. naturally ghosts are said to have been spotted by the many who have walked the Cavalier's grand lobby. Um, so here's just like a I'm going to comb over and then go into the details. Um, So the piano in the opulent crystal ballroom would play with no one else seated or with no one seated at it. Um, A long lost cat could be heard scratching and meowing at guest room doors. A kind old bellman had on many occasions been seen on the stairs leading from the fifth floor to the sixth warning about ghosts ahead only to vanish when the guest turned to question him. Oh my god. Wouldn't that be so fucking scary to see a bellhop be like, hey, there's there's ghosts up ahead. 
and he's one of them. It's so fucked it's up. It's so scary. But also, he was right. I mean, oh yeah, he was. Yeah. He was like, oh, I it's guess me. it's me. <laughs> <laughs> and then, famed brewer Adolf Coors, as in oh. tap the Rockies Coors. Um, Tams, I didn't know this. He he died at the Cavalier Hotel. Apparently by suicide. No way. His body, his lifeless body was found below his sixth story window in 1929. And has his ghost has been spotted walking the corridors in the dead of the night. Oh my goodness. I was so shocked. I had no idea. So here are the deets. Okay. Okay. And then take a little sip of my meow scow mule. Yeah, I'm chugging this beer over here. It is giving me life. Crazy fucking refreshing, to be honest. Mm. I mean, Mm. I love a meow scow mule, but that looks delightful. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, um, okay. So this historian named Chris Bonnie said that um, next to insane asylums that are abandoned, hotels are probably the most popular venue ghosts i agree it it seems like in our research there's no hotel that doesn't have ghosts and same with uh prisons and hospitals and Mm. especially psychiatric facilities oh yeah um bonnie has been researching this hotel the cavalier hotel for years he said one of the haunted tales he's discovered focuses on a lost cat which belongs to a young girl on vacation with her family the cat got out of the guest room and came downstairs to the swimming pool I know. I'm so sorry. Trigger warning. We've all lost cats recently, so it's really tough. Um, The cat either um, fell into the pool or jumped in, and then the little girl jumped into the pool to save her cat, and both of them drowned. I know. Also, I just, you know, this is just us that I was like, no, the cat. Yeah, okay, the little girl died. But like the cat. Seriously, I'm so sad that the cat died. You know, I'm like, that makes me really sad. And I'm yeah. sorry that that little girl died. But honestly, the cat, it breaks my heart. Even I mean, people die, but pets should never die. They should That's never die. It's not acceptable. Yeah. No. And you know, like I would have given my life to save Tuesday if I saw him like drowning in, in a pool, of course. Yeah. So that girl is just doing what she had to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're still there. Um, some guests have reported seeing the little girl walking through the pool area looking for her cat. And mysterious feline paw prints have emerged in the back stairwell, which is where they how they think the cat got down to that area to begin with. Uh-huh. And then the hotel created a drink called the Ghost Cat. So cute. Mm -hmm. Because people hear it scratching at their doors and then they open it. There's no cat. They see the footprints. Oh, my God. That's so cute. Um, (laughs) Then there is the legend of the Pocahontas room, which sounds racist. Uh, Now, I'm just (laughs) assuming. uh, I'm like, of course, it also could be to honor Pocahontas. But of course, right away, I'm like, it's fucking racist. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, guys. I was making assumptions. Um, But now it's known as. The Becca restaurant. So they did. They wiped Pocahontas right out of there. I mean, they can't do anything right. I, yeah. Uh, no one can do anything right, according to you and I. We're uh-huh. the right ones. Okay. Yeah. Except for when we're wrong as shit. And but we, then we get to say it. We own up to it before anyone else can. And thank uh-huh. you. <laughs> no. I said I was wrong first. You can't correct me. I already corrected myself. <laughs> God damn it. 
So at this Becca restaurant, this strange female visitor shows up without a reservation. And she has been reported um, to... What? It's written incorrectly. She has been reportedly seen with her dog crossing through the restaurant many times throughout the years. So this woman just walks around with her dog, like, looking for a table. And Sounds like L.A. <laughs> I know, right? No, I have a reservation. You look uh-huh. for it, and then she just sits at any table. Yeah, uh-huh. sounds real. This is my emotional support ghost dog. <laughs> oh, God, I would love to have one. Um, <laughs> and then uh, this historian, uh, Chris Bonney, said that even the elevators have stories. Uh, there was a story when the hotel was closed I guess it was closed uh, maybe during the Great Depression or something Um, the elevators were known to go up and down without anybody in them or anybody controlling them and that was back in the days where you had to have like an elevator operator yeah Yeah. Yeah. it wasn't just like a car you needed a driver yeah exactly one of the spookiest ghost stories dates back to 1929 on the sixth floor where Adolf Kors fell to his death so here's the story He and his wife and daughter were having breakfast down in the Pocahontas room. That's when Coors, the founder of Coors Brewery, unexpectedly got up, left the table alone, and went to his room. And he came up to room 606 at the end of the hall. Um, And as the story goes, he opened the window and jumped to his death. Wow. Yeah. Super super creepy. Just mid-breakfast, just silently being like, push your chair back. Get up and, and just go without a word to your family. That's so interesting too. Like, why? I mean, and that you would then be like, and now I will go to my like if you made the decision, but then it's like I'm gonna go to my hotel room, yeah, and go do this. Like, why right. not? I don't know. Yeah, huh. I mean, yeah, I, I certainly can't get inside the mind of someone you know yeah uh, who's that close to the ledge but like yeah typically I would think if it was premeditated that way you would say go on I'll meet you at breakfast I'll stay in the room you know yeah it was like that it wouldn't just occur to me to like jump off of a thing but maybe if that morning he had been thinking about it and then he was in breakfast and was like you know what I've got a better idea or he was possessed by a ghost in the middle of breakfast. It I entered mean. his body, and that's what happened. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, they, there's been several sightings of him haunting the halls. Um, and then there's another uh, spirit of a quote. This is a quote from Bonnie, the, the historian. An African-American gentleman wearing military clothing, perhaps from World War I, warning people to be careful that there are other ghosts on this floor. So that sounds very similar to the bellhop story. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. These are from two different, three different Maybe websites. people are just confusing what the uniform is. That's what I'm thinking too. Like if it's an old timey bellhop uniform versus a World War World I. War I. Um, yeah. I'm going to guess it's more um, of a bellhop uniform because World War I was very much over by the time this hotel opened in 1927 good point yeah Yeah. so I don't I mean I know that the soil the land could be haunted but I feel Mm. like this would be more of like a bellhop probably yeah yeah or a fallen world war one soldier dressed as a bellhop I mean (laughs) why not both exactly he's like hey 
underneath this bellhop uniform, mm-hmm. I'm wearing my my soiled World War One uniform, but you know, it's nasty. So I put on this and, spiffy little thing. And then he said, "Why are you calling it World War One? What's going to happen?" <gasps> uh, <laughs> no. Oh uh, my God, Tammy, that's, that's so good. <laughs> did they call uh, it World War One back during no. the? T- what did they call it? The Great War? Yes. Oh, I just made that up. Uh-huh. I was right. Maybe I already knew that. You know, you knew it deep in your heart. Deep in my heart. You can't, you know, we put ghosts in these little label buckets. Those are two different metaphors, but. (laughs) I got you. You know what I'm saying. I got you. Of course. A ghost can contain multitudes. Absolutely. (laughs) They are infinite. They're ghosts. They're omnipresent. They can do whatever they want. Um, So then there are reports from inside the rooms that something strange is going on. And I don't mean beneath the sheets, honey. Uh, (laughs) I I wrote that part. Um, The guests report that they came in. uh, Some guests have reported that they came into their room and the towels were one color. And then they went downstairs and came back a few minutes later. And the towels had changed to another color. Mm, Tammy, that just sounds like a real drunk. (laughs) Not convincing me, to be totally honest with you. Wait a minute. Jonathan, I swear that towel was green. (laughs) And now it's like mint. Like it went from aqua (laughs) to mint. And I just, no, no, it's haunted. I swear. Um, yeah, so that's a story. Um, and then all of these stories gained so much attention that the hotel hosted a paranormal conference back in 2010 for real life Ghostbusters. Um, they all went there at the same time to try and see some ghosts. And of course, you know, I went to TripAdvisor because I was like, let's do this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, super disappointing. Um, Aww. all of the reviews are excellent. And anytime, because you can search the reviews for a word, I searched Mm -hmm. ghost, I searched haunted, I searched all of the stuff. It all came up as like, we even saw a ghost. It was so cool. Like there was, excuse me, nobody elaborated. I'm like, did employees write these stories so that people Mm. wouldn't get scared away? Because every mention of ghosts and paranormal and haunted always was like positive and excited. Yeah, super strange. It was like, it was so cool. It's definitely haunted. We really felt stuff. No details, Mm-mm-mm. nothing. So I just said, bah, forget it. Bah. Not worth it. Not worth it. But that is the story of the super beautiful, we'll post photos, uh, Cavalier Hotel. And oh it's little gosh. ghost kitty. Oh, ghost kitty. Ghost kitty. <laughs> I want to meet it. Oh, God. I loved that. That was so exciting. Uh, thank you. Anything having to do with cats is exciting. Um, well, speaking of exciting, uh, I did this research a very long time ago. <gasps> so now I get to remember what it was. <laughs> oh, how fun. You know how I do things and just put them out of my brain. Um, so I was like, what is it called? Um I am going to be talking about the Randolph House, which is in uh, Colonial Williamsburg. Uh, And I got my research from ColonialGhosts.com and Wikipedia, of course. Um, Okay, here we go. Let's get started with an introduction and a little history of the Randolph House. Okay, I like it. 
So first of all, you should know that the Randolph House is featured on every ghost tour in Williamsburg and boasts the title of most infamous structure. Uh, I don't know what that that means, (laughs) but that's what it says. Um, And so, uh, yeah, there are a couple of other places that are also like haunted, but they're all like, no, 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 that place is super haunted. Mm. Okay, so since its construction in 1715. Oh, that is fucking that even old. Exist? Uh-huh. Ew. About 30 people have died in the house. That's a due lot. To, mm-hmm, due to freak accidents, murders, <gasps> war, oh. and mysterious natural illnesses. Okay. You got me. And I've got goosies. I've got goosies already. Okay. Okay. So one of the ghost tours that goes there um, says that every month ghosts on our ghost tour. Sorry. (laughs) The ghosts take ghost tours? I mean, they just call it a tour. But um, (laughs) yeah. Okay. Here we go. Every this does not bode well for the rest of my research uh, because <laughs> you, I think I'm a little drunk. You drank I, that beer pretty quick, girl. I did. I was thirsty and that was a mistake. I have it's, done that. That's what I did on, whew, like whew. two, three weeks ago when I was drinking those rum and tequila drinks. They, uh-huh. they had coconut water in them. So I was like, yeah, <laughs> down the hatch. I'm hydrated. You were hydrated. And drunk. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Tammy, focus up, focus up. Here we go. So they say every month, guests on their ghost tour um have uh some kind of medical issue or pass out in front of the house Whoa. Uh, once there was one month where it happened four times in the same month with <gasps> different tour guides and it was all right in front of the uh the randolph house or the peyton randolph house as it's also called that's good that they've established it was all with different tour guides so it's not yeah. like hey Joe, we need to talk like about your BO. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta change your socks, man. It's fucking hot out here. There's no AC in Colonial Williamsburg. Come on. (laughs) Okay. So, um, all right. So the house, as I said, was built in 1715. Um, and Sir John Randolph purchased the home in 1721, uh, and then built a second home right next to it. Because we all need that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And here's an interesting note I wrote. Let's see if it's actually interesting. Um, Oh, yeah. Sir John Randolph was the only Virginian colonial to be knighted by the English crown. Oh, that is interesting. Uh Uh-huh. It, uh, the knighthood eventually went on to his son Peyton, for whom the house is now named. So it's. Oh, okay. Okay. But, okay. So get this, though. Uh, it, you know, it's interesting. He's the only person in the colonies. His dad was the only person in the colonies to get knighted. So then you're like, oh, okay. So they were, they were crownies, right? Crownies. But stay tuned because it's going to get exciting. All right. So Peyton Randolph expanded the home. Uh, I don't care what it looks like. Do I care? I don't care. Um, We'll post pictures and then we'll look at it. Okay. So then... Great. Peyton Randolph, here's another interesting note, is considered to be the first president of the United States. Hmm? 
Why is that, you ask? Yes. Or huh? Huh? As he was the president of the first and second Continental Congresses and played an important role leading up to the American Revolution. So, like, he was kind of our first president. Whoa. But, like, what? I never heard of that. Um, Interesting. What so a lesson. So, he, he chaired the meeting uh, during which Patrick Henry gave that fiery speech, including the famous line, give me liberty or give me death. Uh, I burped. Uh-huh. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and he negotiated the return of gunpowder to the Colonial Magazine from Governor Dunmore. And his, oh, I don't know why that's important, his home served as a meeting place for other revolutionaries like George Wythe and Thomas Jefferson, who was also his cousin. <gasps> wow. Okay. My mind is getting historically blown right now. Okay, so this is the part where I highlighted and I put it in bold and this is the part where I get a bonus drink, which I'm now regretting so bad. Oh, my God, Tammy. Here we go. Okay. Fo- following Peyton's death in Philadelphia in 1775, his body was pickled in a barrel and sent back to Williamsburg. <laughs> so, my friend, I've got some whiskey and I've got a shot of pickle juice. I'll be doing a pickle back in order of, in honor of. Holy shit, it's happening. I am going to fall the fuck asleep. Okay, here we go. Oh, Tammy. To the revolution. To the revolution. There she goes. Oh, my God. I was just filming this. Oh, your face. Oh, Tammy, you're so brave. You're so brave. Oh, God. The pickleback is amazing. Oh, my God. Why did did they pickle his body? To, like, preserve it? I don't fucking know. (laughs) Why am I, I screaming? Oh, I'm screaming. Oh, my God. I literally read that sentence and was like, what? And then I was like, I can't have that be my only drink. I should have a beer. Oh, so. my God. You are so badass, Tammy. Thank you. Can I just say also, some some would call that trashy. But um, the best part is I already had, I was already, I just knew I had an empty uh, pickle jar in my fridge with pickle brine because I was like, I can't just throw that out. I'm going to do something with that. It Drink it, apparently. It was like Peyton's <laughs> ghost himself was leading. He's like, don't throw out that pickle jar, no. Tammy. You're going to you, need it. You could put a body in there. <laughs> oh, God. Now I'm burping. Oh, I'm burping. It tastes like pickles. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. You're so Here great. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Okay. She did it. She did it. She's doing it. Uh. Okay, today, (laughs) he is one of the few people buried under William and Mary's Wren Chapel in the Wren Crypt with his father, Sir Randolph, and his brother, John Randolph, who was a Tory. So I guess they, it was a house divided. Oh. Let's see. Oh, oh, this is fun, too. The books that were willed to Peyton from his father were then given to his cousin, Thomas Jefferson, who added the large collection to his own library. And these books would later become the first in the in founding the Library of Congress. Whoa! Dang! Now! Shit! Uh, after he died, his wife, whose name was Betty, which is cute. That's cute. Uh, resided in the home until her death in 1782. 
Uh, I wrote Peyton Randolph. <laughs> I wrote blah, blah. Revolutionary war stuff happened here. Yeah. Also, it was a hospital after the Battle of Williamsburg. Blah, blah. Got it. Great. Got it. Um, great, great, great. And then it's important to know that later, well, a little, that the house was owned by the Peachy family, uh, including Mary Monroe Peachy, which is adorable. That's so cute. Uh, These names who, are adorbs. Right? Who uh, Mary Monroe Peachy welcomed the French general Lafayette. Mm. Uh-huh. Into her home during his visit when he was in the U.S. And he spent two nights there. <gasps> oh. Okay. There's so, so much that was left out of Hamilton. I know, right? I didn't know anything about the pickles. So <laughs> uh, here we go. Let's talk about the hauntings. Okay. Okay. So some overview. Uh, voices are heard inside. Objects move on their own. And visitors, including... Famous French general of the American Revolution, the Marquis de Lafayette, have felt hands touch them or even push them, sometimes down a flight of stairs. Oh, shit. In 1824, Lafayette returned to Williamsburg. Yeah. Where he had spent some time during the Revolutionary War. During his tour through the U.S., he stayed at the Peyton Randolph House in Williamsburg. He wrote... I consider myself, if I were less drunk, I would try to wrap this part. Oh, Hamilton. I, and you would have nailed it, I Tammy. would have been so good. Um, it's so sad that Darn. I'm too drunk for that. Everyone will we're just all have to disappointed. imagine, imagine mm-hmm. that this is a mm-hmm. Hamilton-style rap. Just slowed down, you know? Just real, real, real slow. slow. A, little, a little slurry, probably. <laughs> um, okay, so he said, I considered myself fortunate to lodge in the home of a great man, Peyton Randolph. Upon my arrival, as I entered through the foyer, I felt a hand on my shoulder. It nudged me as if intending to keep me from entering. I quickly turned, but found no one there. The nights were not restful, as the sounds of voices kept me awake for most of my stay. Lafayette saw ghosts! Oh my god! Holy shit! And documented that shit! I have so much research. I'm going to start going faster. Okay. I'll stop talking. Uh, No, no, no. It's me. Uh, Okay. So when the building served as a lodging house in the 1960s, guests would rush out in the middle of the night claiming to have been physically physically and violently shaken or had their limbs tugged on. Uh, Some of them even saw apparitions over their bed. Mm, No. Uh, Right? Okay. So there's a... Uh, there's a tree we got to talk about. One of the peachy boys. <laughs> Just peachy. Uh-huh. Was climbing a tree in the 19th century when the branch broke and he fell to his death. Oh. A young girl living on the second floor fell out of her window to her death. Oh, gosh. A Confederate veteran attending the College of William and Mary suddenly and mysteriously fell ill and died inside the house. Later in the 18th century, two men staying in the house entered a heated argument and shot and killed each other. Oh. They, a they duel? Both, you know, optimist, pessimist. They both won. Eh, they both lost. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I got both. Little yeah, both. Little both. Indoor duels. Uh, one of the more recent stories is that of a colonial Wim- Williamsburg security guard. <laughs> okay, we're getting there. Colloquialism. Colloquial. Okay. Um, 
a security guard who became trapped in the basement of the house after entering through the shutter doors behind the house. As he was making his exit, he heard a large and terrifying growl. No. Uh huh. That's evil. Mm hmm. And felt something grab his legs as if holding his feet firmly down. He was stopped in his tracks and unable to move. Then suddenly the shutter doors slammed shut and his flashlight turned off. Oh. He quickly used his radio to call for help. When his lieutenant finally came and pried open the cellar doors, he was released from whatever force was holding him. That's Mm. freaky. That's like really freaky. And your flashlight turning off? No. Mm -hmm. No. No, That's pure evil. That is pure evil. So uh, in the cellar, People have heard knocking coming from like the house into the cellar mm-hmm. and furniture moving on its own. Nope. Uh, sounds of children playing inside. And um, then if you go up to the second floor, that is supposed to be the most haunted. Um, many feel th- that's where they get pushed and uh, like down the stairs, mm-hmm. which is, you know, super scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, A woman is occasionally heard singing in the backyard, um, and, you know, no one's there. Uh, Let's see. Another event tells of an alarm that went off at the east wing of the house, and the house attached to the right side of the Randolph house, which used to be occupied by two women until they passed away. Security was unable to obtain a key to the property, so they found a way in through one of the windows. No evidence of fire or smoke was present. Upon entering, they found something very unusual. A fire extinguisher was resting in the middle of the floor, its contents completely emptied around it in what looked like a controlled circular pattern. Whoa. Security decided the house had been infiltrated, so they called more support. They surrounded. They searched. They didn't find anybody. So then here's what's interesting, too, about that. The fire retardant was all around, but, like, it was all over the floor. But when they picked up the canister, there was nothing underneath it. So it's not like somebody came in and, like, sprayed it. Oh. It's that it, like, came off the wall, was in the middle, and then was just, like, spraying all around. Whoa. Okay, I'm totally imagining that. Right. Like, it flew off the wall. And basically break danced in the middle of the floor, yeah. like uh-huh. shooting its shit everywhere. Yeah. And like, you know, you got to pull a pin out and everything. The yeah. pin was never found. is crazy. Well, yeah. And it takes a lot of pressure to squeeze one of those fuckers. It's not just like, yeah. oh, no, it accidentally went off. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, so let's see. Anything else that I want to talk about? Okay. So. One of the last things is uh, there was uh, there were enslaved peoples at this house. So um, they were doing a lot of comparing it to the LaLaurie mansion. Mm. And I was like, why are you doing this? Like, that's that's some fucked up shit to say. That's a big claim. I like read some more. And it turns out um, Betty Randolph was a real asshole and um, terrible human and was terrible to the people that were enslaved there. Um, And it is said that Eve, who was an enslaved person uh, in 1782, cursed the house after being forcibly taken away and split from her son when she was sold to different owners as punishment for running away 
with the British the previous year. Um, so, so a, a lot of people say, although there haven't necessarily been reports of seeing someone that matches that description, that has been kind of passed down through the years that like it's cursed because of her. So, wow, you know, I mean, she's allowed. So definitely, definitely. Uh, so that is the, you know, moderately intoxicated um, story of the Peyton Randolph house, complete with pickles, Lafayette. Holy shit. That was incredible. That took me on a fucking journey, girl. Because I, mean, I, learned. I know that usually it's like, ah, we'll just skim over the history of it. But mm-hmm. in this case, the history was so relevant and so fascinating. Way more fun. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. I, I would have preferred if like your whole research was wrapped like from beginning to end. Sure. I so, am making a note of that yeah. for next time. If you mm-hmm. could just, if Lafayette or, you know, mm-hmm. Jefferson, any of those guys come up in any of your future research, I would love I mean, you've already given us the limerick. That's noted. That's noted. It's yeah. just lazy reporting, Tammy. Uh, truly, I can't even you say it joking. I feel terrible. Phoned it in. Phoned it in. Um, that really was awesome. That was fucking awesome. I was awesome. so excited to find all of that. That's um, intense. You know, like, I had a thought as I was, like, like drooling over how good your research was. Like, we, there are so many haunted fucking places in the world that we still have not heard about you kind of think like ah eh, they're all the same what's this one yeah. was so unique you know it's like wow fucking fire who's ever heard of a haunted fire extinguisher I- <laughs> that's bonkers that is pretty wild that's pretty cool um okay so our next episode will be haunted fire extinguishers because <laughs> oh. i'm sure there's millions oh. I've, I've done my research already. If um. you've seen a haunted fire extinguisher, please email us. Drop us a line. Well, do we have half a second? We we ke- keep making a note that we got to talk about something and then we don't. Yeah, we got half a sec. Um, Amy, did you watch the Cecil Hotel show on Netflix? That's I called sure something else? I sure did. It's uh, This could be our Banshees and Binge segment, Tam. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's do Let's bring that. it back. Let's just bring it back. I'm going to finish off We're my gonna- drink. It's a shared banshees and binge because mm-hmm. what's a binge if you're not co-binging? Exact. Um, yeah, this one is called like, I wanted to say American Crime Story, but that is not it at it's all. Like, it's like something investigation murder, yeah. crime investigation scene or some Literally docu- any of those words in any order yes. is correct. And yeah. then it's like semicolon, the Cecil Hotel. Okay, mm-hmm. so here's my quick take on it because I want to hear yours as well. Was mm-hmm. I'm so excited We've we've done research on this hotel. Mm-hmm, we've mm-hmm. dug into the Elisa Lamb case. I've walked by it. Oh, so scary. Mm-hmm. Um, I I thought that they might maybe go into more of the history of the hotel. It was very like brushed over quite a bit. I I like one of the episodes. The summary itself said. Mm-hmm. Richard Ramirez stays at the Cecil after his murder sprees. I thought the episode would focus on that. No. In one quick sentence, they were like, the hotel manager was like, you know, Richard Ramirez even stayed here after he murdered people. And then there was a quick clip of him going, hail Satan in court. Yeah. Like that was it. That was the So done with that. Dent. Yeah. Well, because I also watched the Richard Ramirez docuseries. Oh my God. That was, that was actually really good. Mm -hmm. Um, But this one, 
I wasn't scary. Um, but yeah, definitely interesting looking at the, all the conspiracy theories around her murder. Yeah. Um, there was a lot that I found I did not know. Um, Me too. Since we did the episode on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like the they tapes, were... like the timestamps getting tampered with, like they were, so... it was slowed down. That's what like they said. It was slowed down. I remember because, because what I remember is I remember watching those videos when we worked at the spa and I don't know if it just happened or we had there had some some kind of development. And so we were watching the videos and I remember saying, like, I noticed that it was that the timestamp was was fucked up. Yeah, you couldn't read it. But so, yeah, there were a bunch of conspiracy theories that I had never heard about. There wasn't enough ghosts. Oh, God, no. Like Zilcho. There were like no ghosts. I I honestly, I am lukewarm on this whole thing. Same, same. It was very long. Yep. I definitely checked out quite a bit. Oh yeah, because I I like the day it came out, I was like, "Fuck, I gotta watch this whole thing because of the podcast." And then it just wasn't. It didn't hold my attention that much. Yeah, they were and stretching. It just it didn't have a point of view, in my opinion. Yes. Yes. Like, I feel like they felt like they got lucky that they could interview that lady who was the manager for so long, which yeah. I'm straight up like, she's does she not have a better NDA? I <laughs> like, know. How is she talking about all this shit? <laughs> I know. I felt a little... <sighs> I felt like they were maybe trying to discuss the economic impacts of how it used to be yes. like a low rent place. Yeah. And then yeah. like, you know, white people moving in and yeah, you know, gentrifying I, and everything. But then it was like, they would never go the whole way. And that right. lady that worked there talking about like, Oh, it was a little, yeah, it was a little, uh, it could be a little stressful, but I wanted it to be the best place possible. And I'm like, fuck you. You did not. Uh, no, no, you I didn't. know. I was like, Oh, that is just her corporate trained brain saying uh-huh. those words. Because also no matter what she said, she sounded defensive. She yeah. was always like, she never blinked. She always looked like she was about ready to defend yeah. herself. But yeah, she yeah. she did not want it to be this amazing. She's like, I just wanted her. She like referred to the, I just wanted her to just be, uh, you know, polish her and show her to the show the world what a gem she really is. And no, like, you fucking no, you're lady. not. You didn't First give a all, shit. She got she got st- stuck in there because she knew it was about to gentrify or whatever. Yeah. Because there's no way. I'm sorry. There's no way this like kind of young white lady is like now it's my turn. To I know. Be a manager at a hotel for mostly people who experiencing homelessness. Yeah. Like the fuck you. Bleach blonde hair, white, yeah. and she had never worked in hotel management before. <sighs> or in ho- she's like I've never okay. worked in a hotel in my life. Like now wait. this is. This is the documentary I need is I want to talk about that lady. Yes. So yes. at the end of it, oh, Gus is finally emerging oh, from beneath the blanket. What a he nap. says, you guys are almost done. What a nap. Um, so I'm curious your thoughts because, you know, I always vote ghosts. But at the same time, I would say after watching this, I feel pretty strongly that she was having a mental health episode. Yeah, me too. 
And I think that the, you know, the big thing that everyone says is like, but she couldn't have closed the lid on top of herself. Yep. And I agree. Same. She could not have closed the lid on top of herself. But I don't think it was murder. I think what happened was because they even like they had the police come in pretty soon and Mm -hmm. nobody found anything. Mm -hmm. Look, we've all been there. You're walking through, you're, you're taking somebody through, and you go, oh, shit, that's not supposed to be that way. Let me fix it real quick. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's just, I feel strong. And then now it is part of a fucking homicide investigation. I'm never telling anybody I did that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I, I would because I'm scared of cops, and yeah. so I'm overly <laughs> honest. But but yes, I agree. After, I know you and I were super spooked. I mean, the video is so it's spooky. so scary. And it yeah. is still a complete mystery. I do agree with all of the evidence and all of the reasoning that, that they, they gave to us. Yes, it does very much seem like it was a mental health um, episode. And, mm-hmm. and it's heartbreaking, you know, and I didn't conclude it until like the finale. I was like, OK, yeah. fine. Because I always had all these yeah. other reasons, like someone coerced her, somebody held her at yeah. gunpoint, somebody, you know, because the lid, the lid, the lid, she couldn't have done it. Why would she have taken off her clothes? And then they really do explain it away. And it's like, yeah. I, I always want to like be like, no, the cops are lying. There's a cover up. I'm like, sure. Yeah, this actually sounds pretty valid. And yeah. all And of- I can imagine her. The po- It's. It's so interesting when you hear these things. I feel like if I just heard the phrases like it was it's very close to Skid Row and there is, you know, an abundance of drugs and blah blah blah. And I feel like if I were anybody else, I'd be like, Oh yeah, of course that makes sense. There's drugs right there. I'll be real though. I literally I've said I've walked by it, I've been in around the Skid Row area. You, you you don't just walk in and go, excuse me, may I please have drugs? Right. That is fucking not the case. I know. I know. You, I much more believe that those two guys that she was with, maybe they gave her something. That was just my thought as well. But yeah, yeah, you just don't go up to an unhoused person on Skid Row and like, yeah. I'd like to purchase your drugs, please. It's That's... when you're a young tourist from Canada like that's not how yeah a woman by yourself like that's yeah no bonkers no so yeah that's it it was very sad but it is sad and I do recommend you know if we didn't spoil too much for you guys if you haven't watched it and you have HBO Max like yeah watch it check it out but I was shocked like I I did think they stretched it a lot it could have been a single two-hour documentary And then it was freaking Ron Howard and Brian Grazer and Imagine Entertainment. I was like, oh, what? You guys can do better. Come on. It feels like a project that was supposed to be something else. Yeah. And kind of got shoehorned in a way. But but anyway, yeah. Yeah. And you summed it up great. It just lacked a point of view. It really Mm. did. It needed a strong point of view. Like writing 101, you guys. Come on. But yes, I am glad that we watched it. Um, the video still spooks me out like yeah. crazy. Um, and and I f- just feel so terrible for her family and for Elisa. Rest in peace, Elisa. We're sorry yeah. about your murder or your um, death. What? What? You look I scared. Also, 
No, I, I just, I suddenly remembered. I had no idea she had been at the last bookstore. <gasps> oh my right God, I she died. love that place. <gasps> Me too. That was like one of the last places I went in LA when I was there. One of the my, like, last LA. places was the last bookstore. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> oh man, guys. Well, if you want to uh, drop us a line about uh, haunted, uh, have you been to the Cecil? Have you been to Virginia? <laughs> Uh, have you? Have you been anywhere? You shouldn't because there's a fucking pandemic. Yeah, so. seriously, just don't. It's too soon. We don't want to open up mm-hmm. too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, regardless, you want to say hello? Please email us um, at banshees. Nope. Please email us at <laughs> upghostandpersonal at gmail dot com or drop us a line on our website at banshees dot com. Uh huh. Uh huh. And uh, follow us on Instagram at Banshees and Booze, where you can send us a DM. And then, if you are so inclined, you can pop over to Twitter and just take a look at something I might have tweeted two years ago. That's uh, Banshees and Booze. And uh, please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, hey, oh, Tammy. Oh my gosh, Amy. Yes. If you see a ghost, um, just ask it some questions about itself. You know, ghosts don't have to just be one thing. They contain multitudes. Oh, this is so deep. This is getting mm. so deep. Telling you, I, I do therapy every other week oh. now. So now, and truly I do it on, on the night that we record. So I, I'm either recording or doing therapy. So oh, it's okay. every other. So. so this is your your alternative therapy. Yes, I love that. This is my Same. placeholder. And I like it because I drink more here. <laughs> so that's nice. <laughs> it's a good therapy. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Hey, Amy. Yes, Timmy. If you see a ghost, you got to shove it in a pickle barrel and <laughs> kick it down a hill. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, don't drink it? Was that just me? Don't. That was just that's me. just you. Because okay. you're crazy like that, Tammy. I'm crazy. Also, there's more pickle juice in there. So, like, if I need to. If you need to, you know, put a corpse in there. You've got a little bit for you. Going I for do. You. I do. <laughs> that's lovely. Thanks for seeing But it couldn't move. put the lid back on well, over itself. Oh, oh. <laughs> but if I see it out of place and I'm walking by, I'm going to uh-huh. put it on. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. it's going to be a mystery for everyone's be fucking lifetime. Forever. <laughs> Guys, thanks for listening. This was fun you know for us. We love you. We love you. And all that matters is we had fun. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Uh, see ya. Hear ya next week. Hear us next week. Oh, God. We have yes. to go. I have to go. Have to go. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.